Welcome to Discover Energy Work, episode number two. That's four, isn't it? Number two, with uh, Victor Geronimo. And we are just, we, last week we were talking, well, in fact, for us, it's a few seconds ago, we were talking about energy work and we were talking about how, um, where, um, in Victor's background and his childhood, like people have, have um, you know, the first thing they go to see is when they got a problem, they go and see a Furandera um, rather than a, a doctor. And then we talked about this whole idea that somebody could send you, well, we'll call it like bad energy, but send you a curse. We'll call it bad energy that's been sent to you a curse. Um, and Victor's got a story and we just left you with a cliffhanger. So we're going to continue with that story now. So thanks for joining us again, Victor. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me again. So tell us, fill the beans, as they say. Oh, okay. So this was uh, someone that came to me uh, for a session. And this person um, originally is from Venezuela. And this person had a, has a family member that this, ha that this family member it's having a havoc in, in terms of uh, a lot of issues with digestion, with absorption of nutrients, with you know, pain and discomfort in the abdominal area, a very poor intestinal function, you know, malnourished, you name it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's been to GPs, it's been to gastroenterologists, has had uh, you know, echosonograms has had a camera both ends of the body through the right. mouth and through the anal cavity, and all the tests came out negative. By Western means, there's nothing wrong with this person. Yeah, this person, it's not doing well at all. So, the family member came to me and said, "Look." I, I, I feel that you might be able to help but that with the UN method. This family member that, you know, I'm in Hong Kong, this person lives in Miami. It's been dealing with this problem, you know, it's been going through all specialists, all doctors, no one can uh, resolve it. And I was wondering if you could use the UN method to see if you can help them. So I said, sure. So the session started and I tune in to the person. And as soon as I tune in, the information, you know, those who are familiar with the UN method, or when you tune in, it's like the information starts to roll, right? right. So the, the first thing, the first thing that came out was, we call it an entierro, which means that someone has buried something, different articles, um, and they put him under the ground. They bury him under the earth. It could be anywhere in a field and a mountain, you know, anywhere. So the first thing that came up, I say, okay, the first thing that I'm getting up, it's an entierro. Now, uh, for, for the audience to have the perspective of the content and the context, it's not whether I believe it or not. I don't put any filters on it. For me, it's just I'm getting the information as I'm working on the person. I'm 
mentioning what it is and I proceed to clear it, independent of whether I believe this or not, or whether I think that this is true or not, that is, that is not my position, right? right? So the first thing is I, I, is I get is, is an entierro. And then I proceed to say, okay, let me see what type of items are in this entierro. So entierro basically means that there are different ways of doing it, right? They're different depending of the occult science that the person who did the job, depending of what branch of occult science they are dexterous one with, then that's what they use. For this particular, for this particular case, these uh, items have been wrapped in a goat skin, in a black goat skin. Mm-hmm. And it, inside of the goat uh, skin, uh, the items were further packed inside of a garbage plastic bag. And inside of the plastic bar, uh, uh, bag, there was a glass jar. And in this glass jar, there were nails and screws. And, and uh, particularly nails that had been collected or that had been stolen or taken from a, a you know, like a, someone's coughing. So these were items that were picked from a burial site. Right. And inside uh, was also urine and uh, people's underwear, this person's underwear. So this was what, in a nutshell, this what was inside of a glass jar. Mm. And then the jar was also sealed with candles wax. And then it was put inside of a black garbage bag. And then that was wrapped inside, uh, inside of the goat skin. And then there was like a rope tied around it. And that was buried somewhere under the ground. So that's what I picked, right? right. So I proceed to name and call these things and mention them. And then I proceed to, independent of what the information this person had given me about digestion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, once I identified those items, I just, you know, in the UN method, you go and you strengthen the person to whatever the weaknesses come up. And then I proceeded to identify what effect was this having in the person, not just physically, but also, you know, psychologically, psychosomatic, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this process, you know, when people come to see me for a session, usually people book an hour session. So for me, I had an hour to clear this, you know, to see what I found, to clear it and to see if this made any difference or not. You know, I I repeat again that when when I do this kind of work, it's not whether I believe it or not, it's whether I subscribe it or not. No, I just find it. I identify it. I, you know, strengthen the person, proceed to clear it, remove it. Mm -hmm. And then very clinically, I say to the person, whenever at the end of the session, you go home and see if this made any difference or not, right? Yeah. So I proceeded to clear all of this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the session ended and the person went home and I say, you know, after, whenever you speak to your family member, you let me know if the person feels good or not, if this made any difference or not. It might, it might not. I, don't, I do not know. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so the, the person left. <clears throat> 
Um, and then she say the, the wife of the person, it was a gentleman. She say, if you don't mind the wife of the gentleman, she wants to uh, have a session with you via Skype because this other session was remote, right? Her family member came and I did remote without seeing the person without, right? I, all I knew was a, a male. So she said, you know, my, her, his wife would like to have a Skype session with you and she, she will give you whatever input there is. I say, okay. So I arranged the Skype session and got in the session and the first thing she said to me, she said, what did you do? <laughs> Those were the first words. What did you do? And I say, uh, in regards of what? And she said, in regards of the situation with my husband. So I told her briefly what had come up, which her family member had already told her. I repeated basically, you know, this is what I did when I connect and entierro came up and this is what, you know, I perceived to be there and proceeded to clean it and remove it. Right. And I say, how, how did he felt? I mean, this made any difference or not? This was about probably about a week later after I did the session, when I connected with the wife on Skype, she say, after you did that session, he basically slept pretty much for three days. Right. He pretty much slept for three days. He got up a couple of times to, to go to the loo, yeah. did, not, did not eat anything, went straight back to bed. He slept nearly for three days. He woke up and it's like nothing ever had mm. bothered him. So whatever was happening, whatever discomfort he was having, whatever issues he was having with the pain, he was in a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort. You know, the, the, he would pass bowel uncontrollably and all these kinds of things. He would eat food and he would not hold the food, you know, things like that. See, he slept almost for three days. He got up. He ate like a normal person. And it's been a week. He hasn't complained at all about pain or stomach or bowel or anything. So this is one of these stories of situations that had happened like this. It's kind of a great segue into because you know you you like me we we love the body work. We love to find what's going on in the body and release that tension that that a lot of people and I think it's also a kind of energy work. It's more of a, like a manual energy work. Um, uh, at least at times, and um, uh, and then there's this energy work, energy work, which is exactly like you're saying, where it's like it's almost like remote viewing. It's it's a little bit sort of psychic and and really out there for a lot of people, and yet it can be so incredibly powerful, especially when essentially the problem is is not physical. It's it's energetic or or something which is influenceable energetically so so how i mean what was your experience that that shifted you from being quite more physical uh to becoming um you know having this i'd say tool in your toolbox 
See, the, the blessing and the privilege that I have had in my life is that I was first introduced to this other realm as a child. Mm. So this already was in my experiential field. Mm. This was already in my experiential field, right? That, you know, I could, I could relate to that side and I can relate to that side because for me, this is how I grew up. This is how I, I was, this is what I was exposed from when I was a child, from my grandma and her friends and, you know, growing up in a, in a rural community in Mexico, in a tiny little pueblo, mm. you see these, you, you see this in a, every day. This is your everyday contact. You know, there's one person that is very good at, we call him sobanderos, which is basically like a, a rudimentary form of osteopathy. These are people that have, that have never studied anatomy, physiology, biomechanics, never. But they look at you, they touch you, and they know what's out of line. They know if it's a rib, they know if it's a vertebra, they know if it's a joint, they know if it's your muscle, they know if it's your ligament or your tendon. They know it by experiential, by feel, with palpatory skills that were taught by their fathers or their mothers or their grandmothers, right? It's like an apprentice. You, you become an apprentice of a person, and this is how in, this information is transmitted into you. It's a life experience. It's a transmission. It's not a skill that you go to university to, to learn. Most of these people never went to school. Most of these people are illiterate. Most, most of these people, you know, in a, in, a, in a pueblo where I grew up, a, a lot of us didn't even wear shoes. We were just, you know, with kids. And for me, with, as a kid, with the kids, we would run barefoot. We would play soccer barefoot. We would play basketball, you know, barefoot. Mm -hmm. This is, this is, you know, this is, this is how indigenous people. This right. is how it is. I, you know, um, it's um, it's what I find like so fascinating is uh, if I've heard a story about a Chinese doctor that who would have like a partition between himself and his patient, and they would pass the hand, the patient would pass his hand through a curtain because he didn't want to see the patient. He just wanted to feel them. So he could Correct. just, he would know what was wrong with them, but he didn't, he didn't want all the visuals to get in his way. Correct. He just wanted Correct. to like, oh yeah, you've got a problem there, 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 there. And he sort of, once he knew what the problem was, then he could see them. But it's like, you know, so many people, I think, they come, and you experience this a lot, you know, um, I'm sure, uh, at least I do. Uh, somebody comes and they tell you what their problem is and you think, yeah, actually, actually that is not your problem. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and I mean, this is, you know, this is uh, my, my great friend, teacher slash mentor, Dr. Steve Sannett. Uh, he, he said to me, uh, you know, whatever the people tell you, once they tell you, disregard it. And you do your own findings, right? And that's the way in osteopathy, that's the way he teaches, right? Mm -hmm. This is how, you know, all osteopaths did. You know, you, you find that key lesion, regardless if someone comes with a headache, 
you don't immediately go to the head. You do your global assessment and yeah. you find that key lesion and you treat that key lesion regardless whether it's near where the site, the pain or discomfort is or not. You find the key lesion, right? This is an osteopathy. Now, come UN, it's even more. He just says, what's the leading? Whatever they tell you, if it doesn't go weak, if it doesn't go weak, ignore it, right? Whatever they tell you, if it's not a weakness, you ignore it. Then you ask, okay, what is the leading weakness? So, so what happened? Like, um, um, I suppose I'm, I'm curious to see if I can tease a story out of you. So when you started to shift from um, the more physical work to then saying doing your method, was that the first thing that you, you came across? Was like your method to just work sort of energetically? Well, I mean, to, 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 to quote unquote, work energetically i would say yes quote unquote to do a specific form of line or method of work but at the same time no because as i said to you what i was exposed as a child yeah you know i would see someone to to some people that might sound ridiculous that someone want grab some tree branches and it's, you know, passing them throughout your body or an egg passing it through your body. Mm -hmm. And then you crack that egg. I mean, I've seen things that you won't believe coming out of the egg. I, I want to I wanna hear more of those stories so if, it, if it's possible offline. But, but I suppose also, you know, what you're, what you're bringing in my mind is like we're talking about energy work and there is something else. Like we're talking about physical, we're talking about energy and there is spirit and and we kind of haven't touched that and i and i do feel that um it's because it's quite difficult to talk about yeah um, um but is that is there something you can talk about some story that you can talk about in in that area with your experience with spirit okay so i i wouldn't say it's difficult to talk about it for me, it's very simple to talk about it. I would say the difficult part is for people that is not in their field of experience, as my, my guru would say, uh, it's very tough to do this because you put people in a predicament where they either believe you or not. You know, like to quote George Bush, what he say you either with us or against us, <laughs> right? So to, to, that's the difficult part, to, to use, tell a story or a narrative and then, you know, not maliciously, but other people that put in that position where you either believe it or you think it's a, a bunch of crock. Mm -hmm. Now, whichever, whichever path you take, I have no issues with it, <laughs> right? If you believe, that's fine. If you don't believe, that's fine too. I, you know, I, I'm only speaking from my experience. I cannot speak from what's not on my experience. I'm talking and I'm speaking based on the things that I have experienced, seen and witnessed and heard, you know, with, with my own eyes. With right. Own. And, and I invite everybody to, how can I suspend disbelief for a moment and, and, um, even to say it can be true and not true at the same time. That's you know, correct. That's it, correct. It's just That's correct. it's information which may be useful to you at some point in your life where you go, oh wow, I've heard a story about this, and it makes correct. Sense. Correct. So here's a story that I must share because I would say 
this is the third person that has been very influential in, in, in my life in terms of my field of work, right? Uh, one is my Sifu, Kam Yuen, in no particular order. Two is uh, Dr. Steve Sanit, who, even though he's a physician, American physician and American osteopath, he is an extremely open-minded physician osteopath. You know, he's extremely open-minded and well-versed in osteopathy, as well as, you know, stuff that could be a little bit more energetically. He's not a stranger to that. And then the third person that I must mention, and that I encourage any of your audience, if they were ever to be interested, I call her my spiritual mother. She's from Guatemala. And she does a particular line of work that is called in Spanish, Espíritu Vidente, which means literally, if I were to try uh, translate that into English, it means a spiritual seer, someone who is able to see or communicate tangibly like you and I are communicating with spirit. Now, this Espíritu Vidente is, there are different uh, realms in this, in this line of work mm -hmm. that work with different elements. So her particular element is water. So what does this mean? This was around 94, 95. I just knew, I just knew that someone had put something on me. You know, I was not feeling well. I was not feeling my normal. And I just knew that someone had done something to me. So I used to go in LA to this place called the Gnostic Center, which they do teachings about the Gnosis, Gnosticism, Gnostic, Samael, based in Samael Ambeor. And I used to go to these lectures once a week. And the person who was one of the people in charge, his name was Don Luis. And he was from what he's from Guatemala. So I got there and, uh, you know, I say, Don Luis, at the end of the session, I want to consult with you privately. Can we can you give me 10 minutes of your time? So he say, sure. So at the end of the session, I say, Don Luis, I'm not feeling my normal. I'm not feeling well. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling someone did something to me. Do you know anyone that could help me solve this riddle? And he says, I sure do. Uh, she's from Guatemala. I'm going to give you her number. You call her, you consult, you go with her. She will undoubtedly help you. So I proceeded to call her. She's a beautiful lady from Guatemala. Her name is uh, Doña Reina Najera, but better known as Doña Connie. So I call Doña Connie. And Don Luis say to me, when you go see her, don't give her any details. You just tell her that you don't feel well, but don't tell her that you think that maybe don't say anything. You just tell her that I sent you there because you don't feel well. So, okay. So I called her. I made an appointment. I go to her house and very sweet lady. I say, you know, came Don Luis sent me here and she say, okay. So what brings you? I say, I'm just not feeling well. You know, something is off. I, I don't know what, but I'm just not feeling well. So she has a table, a little wooden table with a white cloth. 
And on top of this table, she has uh, like a little ball of made out of clister, see-through, like a, like a ball of cereal, but made out of crystal, see-through with water. And then around it, it's a larger size horseshoe, like a horseshoe. That's all she has in a candle. So she has a candle, a wooden table with a white cloth, the bowl of water see-through and a horseshoe. So she say, okay. She gives me a, a piece of paper and a pencil. She says, write your name in this piece of paper as it appears in your birth certificate, your full name, not abbreviations. If you change your name, no, the name that is written in your birth certificate. So I proceed to write it. She said, write your name, write your date of birth, and write the color of your skin. So I write it. I hand her the piece of paper. She puts it under the vessel of water. And she giggles. And she proceeds to tell me the name of the person who put the job, what kind of job it was, and what was the intent of putting that job on me? Now, I didn't give her any details of any, you know, I, nothing. She told me the name of the person, so which was you, a girl. You, so this is somebody you know and you knew and it was exactly their name. Correct. So it's, I mean, like, again, we're talking about. There's no statistical probability that we could even imagine of, of none just naming that. Oh, that's that's Fred Bloggs. Yeah. Yeah. Lives, none. Who lives at none. sixteen uh, um, Farm Crescent? You know. Correct. So she proceeds to tell me the name of the person. It was a girl that I was dating at that time. She proceeds to tell me precisely how long I've been dating this person. <laughs> She proceeds to describe physically the person to the T. And then she say, the job is something kind of in a way innocently. She says nothing malicious. She say, the bottom line is she wants you to get married to her, to get her pregnant and to have a kid together so that you end up marrying her. This is, this is all it is. She says, it's not for you to get sick or it's not to kill you or it's not to, nothing. She said, it's, you know, the bottom line is just this person wants to end up with you for the rest of her life. That, that was the- Kind of, yeah, you must be like blown away, I guess. I, I mean, think about, this is a person that I've never seen in my life. This is a person that knows absolutely nothing about me personally. All I said was, I, I, I'm not feeling well. Something is not normal in me. Mm. I didn't give her any other details other than that. Did, she, did you feel better immediately? Uh, it's a process. So first, she begins to tell me who was the person, describe the person, how long I've been in this relationship, what type of job it was, and what was the main or the goal. Now, once that's out of the water, then the, you know, of course, I asked her, how, how is this, how is this possible, right? So, because I opened mind that she kind of sort of told me what happens behind the curtains. So, 
once that is clear and out, then it's called Espiritu Vidente or Spirit Seers because she's using the element of water and spirits that have become disincarnate that for X, Y, Z reason cannot cross to where they need to cross or they are suffering or they have karma that they haven't paid or they have deeds that they didn't resolve. These spirits come to assist her so that they can, in a sense, clear their karma, their deeds, so that, that eventually they can cross to the other side. Okay. So, so in the water, the spirit is showing her all of this data. So it's not even that she knows, it's the spirit that's giving her the information and she's just verbalizing it. But it's really the spirit doing the work. So then once that process is done, once the per se, once the diagnosis and the prognosis is, is conveyed to you, then the next process is, okay, what kind of materials need to be used in order for that to be cleansed out of you? And how long is it going to take? Okay. You've frozen. That's kind of, um, yeah. Well, we're still recording. Uh, sadly, Victor's frozen. Are you there? Oh, I always think it's a, oh, yeah. kind of like a, a fun thing when somebody freezes because it's like, yeah, you, it's you also froze. It's spirit <laughs> telling us that they want us to acknowledge them. Okay, acknowledge you. I correct, correct. So then, you know, so then she told me, okay, I need to get these items and you go home. And I will do the, I will proceed to do the cleansing. So some cleansings uh, are done at distance, at distance. And some cleanses, I know this is going to be pushing the envelope even more, but we are already, uh, we're already in the water and the deep waters. Right. Some, some other process, you go home and this person, the practitioner, they have the ability to consciously come out in their astral body and then they go to your home and they proceed to cleanse you at your own home then being physically present with their astral body and then they decide to clean whichever layer needs to be clean whether it's your physical body your mental body your emotional body your etheric body your astral body mm -hmm. however that needs to be done so this was my introduction to Doña Connie I met her at the end of 94. And to this day, I, you know, I'm staying in touch with her. And every time I go to LA, I always go visit her, spend some time with her, bring her a little gift. And, you know, she truly has become like my mother because uh, it's not the first time that she has bailed me out. <laughs> She's bailed me out a few times. And, you know, doing this line of work, uh, if you like, an, if you clean someone's job and that person that put the job is not too happy with you, they might proceed to do something to you or to send it back to you. It's called, they call it reversible. Yeah. So, it, you know, throughout, throughout all these years, since 94, she's bailed me out a few times and not just me, you know, 
I have referred people to her. I have referred family members to her, you know. So she's been there for me throughout all these years. So she's a wonderful, incredible human being who does this work, uh, you know, mm. five days a week. And uh, she doesn't charge for her work. You give a very small, irrelevant donation when you go there. And then she does this day in and day out. And she's, I think she's 70 now, 70 something. And she's been doing this for more than 50 years. When she was a child, her mom was also a curandera. And her uncles and her aunts. So this is something that runs in her family. So she's in her 70s. And she's been doing this, you know, since she was 20, maybe. So she's been doing it for 50 years. And it's someone that I have a lot of respect. and. For me, she's my spiritual mother. I, I can I can totally um, relate to that, and you know I, uh, I I think it's there's there's so many things there's so many aspects to that. Um, when you have that um, experience where something is so black and white, like information, and I've had. Uh, the military, the U.S. military remote viewers, uh, some of them on the on the show, and they've been getting this information in a very different way. Um, but it's it's still like this. But you've got somebody who's, you know, it, it, literally, it's so repeatable, so so reliable. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 a great story. Um, and you know, I I would say for for audience for those people who would could listen or you know view this or hear this i would just remind them you know one more time you you do not have to believe what i just conveyed to you keep an open mind and if you ever have an opportunity to experience something like this do give yourself the benefit of the doubt and experience it and you know having said that as we all know unfortunately there are many people who are not true or who you know do not have a skill and they can scam people. That is also a fact, and that is also true. Mm -hmm. And what Doña Connie said to me, she said, you know, because I ask, you can imagine, I ask zillions of questions when I see her, you know, because I'm a very curious individual and I have a very open mind. And, uh, you know, I remember one time I asked her, how do you differentiate someone that is real versus someone that is not real? And she said to me, the bottom marker, she said, is like this. For her, when you go see her, she doesn't charge you a fee. There's a donation of $25, which let me remind you, it's nothing for the amount of work that she does. But at the end of the day, she says, this is, this is only, you know, because I also have to pay my rent and I also have to feed myself. You know, this is just a, this is just a, a relative, you know, a relative amount mm -hmm. that because I, she doesn't have any other source of income. So she say, ultimately, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the work, she says, ultimately, a lot of the work, the spirit is who does it. So I cannot charge. You know, I cannot tell you, oh, it's going to cost you $1,000. It's going to cost you $2,000 if you want me to clean this out of you. She says, that's how you would know someone that is real 
versus someone that it is a charlatan and is just after the money. Someone that tells you that, that they're, they're going to charge you $1,000 to clean, that means it's not genuine. Because she say, if I were to charge people money, she say, I would get, you know, you break a law and you would pay a price. So she say, you know, for me, I ask what, what is a conservative basic donation that I could ask because I have to still pay my bills and eat. So she said, I think $25 is reasonable. It's not a big deal. And this $25 covers however many times you have to come back. If you have to come back once or twice, then you do not have to pay again. Oh, wow. She sounds you like do not have explained. to. Yeah, you do not have to give the donation. So the donation is only one time, $25. And then if she needs any materials, if she needs any materials, right? They have these stores that they call Botanicas, which is a store that specializes in having herbs and roots and spices and specific candles and beads and whatever you need. If she needs any materials, she grabs her phone, she puts her in speakerphone, she calls the Botanica, and in front of you on the speakerphone, she says to the botanica, this is what I need. She gives them the list. And then they say, yes, I have these items. I can send them to you. The total for the items is such amount. So she say, okay, so you heard this money is not for me. This money is to pay for whatever is needed to, to clear the, the items. So that's... Yeah, I can understand that. It's such such a, a lovely giving person. Victor, I'm, I'm, you know, thank you so much for sharing. Now, people can find you at Balance. Can't That's they? correct. So they find you at Balance Health in Hong Kong. If if somebody's international, can they can they connect? Yes, they can. Person? They can send an email. Uh, they can go to balancehealth.com.hk, and in there, they, there's a. There's a phone number and there's an email that they can also access the front desk mm -hmm. and the front desk will deal with all the logistics to, you know, to find where to find me on, on the net world. I uh, usually can interact with people via Skype, via Zoom, via Google Meet, via, you know, WhatsApp video call, Signal video call, whatever. So if people are interested in terms of the, the UN method, the more energetic stuff, then that is, you know, how it's proceeded. If someone is interested more in manual, manual therapy, then they can physically come into the clinic. Exactly. Mate, fantastic. Um, I'm blessed. I think we're all blessed that you've shared so generously. And, and I think we could also continue talking for, for more. Okay. <laughs> thank you for, for inviting me. For Thank you for you for inviting me. And thank you for your audience to uh, allow me to express and tell you my experiences. And the moral of the story or the take in is remember, you know, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to believe it. Keep an open mind. And if you ever have an opportunity to experience something like this, I encourage you for you to, you know, if you find a person that does this kind of work for, for real in this lines of Spiritu Vidente or Curanderos, people who are innately doing this. This is not per se my line of work. I'm more of a therapist, you know, clinician, etc. 
But if you ever find or meet someone, be open-minded and give it a shot. And remember what Tonya Coney say: if someone comes up to you and tells you it's going to cost you two thousand US dollars for them to remove the hex or the spell or whatever, run as fast as you can in the opposite direction. Right, right. You find someone that you know is going that does the work. That is a, a very small donation, whatever materials. Other than that, there should be no financial transaction. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Thank you for having me.